0: Hi, this is Cherise Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. I've got such a good episode this week. I feel that this guest is just such an inspiration. Few people have made as much of an impact on the beauty industry at just 21 years old as Hannah Harris. And very recently, I should say, you might be sat there wondering just who is Hannah Harris? But in the summer of 2020, the Florida native started an Instagram account called Brown Girl Hands and pretty much overnight, she had an effect on how social media and beauty brands in particular could finally see what real diversity meant. She really held up a light to the lack of brown every sp- every shade of brown when it came to perhaps nail brands nail polish brands and beauty in general I think she really got everyone thinking about brown faces brown bodies dark skin bodies dark dark skin hands like I feel that skin tone is something that just comes in and out of trends I've seen it so many times you know the September issue and brands will try and you know, put one black or brown face in an advert and maybe there's an Asian face, you know, purely to sell clothes, sell makeup. But hands were clearly missing. And as you hear our conversation go on, you'll find out just why Hannah started the account. So Hannah has recently relocated to Los Angeles. And she's also recently graduated with a degree in the business of beauty and fragrance. And I have spoken with Hannah in the past before this interview and I expressed just how amazing that degree sounds, the business of beauty and fragrance. I feel that it's so relevant to right now. I feel like so many of us could have benefited from this degree and therefore a lot of brands could have benefited from having team members who knew this. So Hannah's recently graduated and she's just started working for the cult beauty brand Summer Fridays, but we're not here to talk about that. We're actually here to learn more about Hannah's early start in content creation, which, let's be real, is pretty much today's marketing model anyway. Hannah also opens up on how she followed her gut when it came to deciding on which university to attend. So let's get into the conversation. I just want to know how you wake up in the morning.
1: Yeah, when I get up in the morning, it probably takes me like 15 minutes to actually, I always set a little bit earlier because I'm not that type of person that hears the alarm and gets straight out of bed. Um, Definitely check my phone, especially being on the West Coast now, a lot of, like I wake up to a lot of notifications because all my friends and everybody that I follow and all these things are on the East Coast. So I check my phone. I'll get back to anyone immediately or scroll through Instagram because everyone always, already has so many updates ready to go. After that, I'll kind of get up and brush my teeth and change because I'm most days I go to Pilates at six forty-five.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I leave home at six thirty. Um, and that was before the you moved to LA, wasn't it? Just so the listeners no, know, is, you haven't moved now. to LA.
1: This is what now. Do you
0: think? Why did I think you used to do Pilates or something? Oh, I,
1: I've, I've done Pilates for years. So that's I, what I'm saying. So
0: like, you're not yeah. like Laurie Harvey inspired. That's what I'm trying no, to
1: No, 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 no. Like I've been doing Pilates since high school. Um, I'm a former dancer. So it was like recommended um, thing that I got into. And I found a new studio out here. That's five minutes from my house. So I'll typically leave at 6.30. I get there at 6 6.35. <laughs> Um, and i'll do that for an hour and then come back home and after i come home from bodies when like i shower i do my skincare i get dressed for the day a light makeup look eat some breakfast um which is typically some sort of yogurt banana granola honey bowl thing um (laughs) that i like to do and If it's an in-office day, then I'm heading out, pack my lunch and head out to the office. And if it's an at-home day, then I dress comfier and just log on online and see what the tasks are for the day. Well,
0: let's talk about the skincare before we move on, because I just, I'm very nosy. So what are you using right now?
1: Right now, I feel like I have four cleansers in my bathroom. So I'm like, which one is that? If you've heard of them, it's less with an extra E, so L-E-S-S-E. Um, official. They're actually based here in LA, but I've been using them for probably over a year and a half now. They only have, I think, four products or five products. I think they just released like a lip balm as like their fifth one. Um, So very minimal essentials. And I use all three of their core products. So the cleanser, the mask, and the face oil are my go-tos. I use their cleanser morning and night. I use their mask like once, twice a week, and I use their face oil at night um to moisturize in the morning I use Summer Fridays Dream Oasis I started using it before I worked for the brand and I continue to use it um it's like a moisturizer but in like a serum format I don't know how to describe it it just feels really lush like when you squeeze out the bottle and you put it on your skin automatically just feels soft and because it's so lightweight it's perfect for morning routine cuz then I layer sunscreen also from Summer Fridays, the Shade Drops Mineral Sunscreen, which doesn't leave a white cast for me, which is huge for a mineral sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And then I'll layer any light makeup on top, but makeup sits really well underneath Dream Oasis.
0: So that's why I like it for the morning. I need to try it. I need to try it. It sounds really good. <laughs> is it like, yeah. um, is it scented at all?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Because I quite like products that have fragrance and I know there's, you know, a lot of brands Oh. Like, pumping out the fragrance for you but I quite like it when it's something for your face because you kind of breathe it in and Uh,
1: I don't use a lot of fragranced products because I'm really bad eczema yeah so I don't think it has a fragrance if it does then it's not irritating at all it's not (laughs) irritating (laughs) for sensitive skin or eczema skin I
0: haven't had any issue (laughs) I've known known of you I'm guessing it was in 2020 because that's when you actually started your Instagram brown girl hands, and Mm -hmm. you know you created it because there weren't any brown hands anywhere on Instagram, pretty much. Even though we were buying every product that you can think of, Um, and I feel like you were a real moment in time in beauty history. I really, really, really mean that. And yeah, so I found you then, but. For the listeners I want to kind of backtrack a lot so we can find out how you came to where you are right now you know at summer fridays only just graduated a couple of months ago so can you tell me about your first encounters with beauty like any memories that you have yeah
1: I think for me um I used to be a competitive dancer so that was my entire childhood um I turned competitive at age five. So that's like a really young age to be in dance mom world, um, essentially, because I feel like that's kind of what most people's connotation with competitive dancing is. But yes, yeah, so I started when I was minis. So I've been wearing makeup and beauty and all these things for very, very long time from being on stage. So I think that's where I was first introduced to it. Um and I honestly didn't like it much. I felt like everything was, I'm, a, I'm pretty opposite to what stage makeup is. It's very heavy. Like the glitter, I can't open my eyes for <laughs> five minutes because it's so heavy. And I'm like, why are we doing this? And I don't wear lipstick and you always have to wear like lipstick. I'm definitely like a gloss, like tint person. And I was like, I hate wearing red lipstick. <laughs> So I think that was my first encounter with it. A lot of the hairstyles didn't work with my hair type. Um, It was always like, I remember when like poofs were in and like, it was like, yeah, we want to do like a poof with the bun. And I was like, that doesn't work. Like that's just not going to work for me. And if it does work, it's probably not going to last. No, no. Like I was like, it just looked like like my whole hair was, it was, it was a lot. So I think. That was kind of my first encounters with beauty until I kind of found my version of doing things, which is a lot lighter. I don't, now I don't own foundation. I don't, I think I own one lipstick like that. I then put gloss underneath or over. So it's just for color to make my change, my lip gloss to different colors. Um, It's not really for the lipstick itself. (laughs) So Yeah, I think that was the early days. Um, I think like a lot of Black women my age, I got my hair permed, I think, when I was like eight-ish, probably around there, went through that whole phase, and then it was healthy for a while, and I was like, oh my gosh, long, straight hair, yay, and then it started breaking off, and then that was a whole crisis um, in itself, and then I had to do the whole transitioning moment. How
0: short did it end up being?
1: My hair was never too short because I transitioned over big chopping and I did most of my transition through sew ins. So, most people had no idea what my real hair actually looked like or where it was in the process. Um, So, that's kind of how I went. A lot of times I didn't even know what my real hair looked like or where it was in the process because I would just go get it out, wash, put it back in. I never saw anything. So, I wasn't
0: very involved in the process, but at least we we made it out, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> Just for the UK listeners, I'm going to let them know that when you say perm, you mean straighten, because obviously yes. in the UK yeah. when we say perm, we mean to make curly. Um, yeah, <laughs> the curling rods. But um, yeah, I feel like it's. I don't know if it is for young black girls now. Like that whole, it was almost a rite of passage, like your first yeah. time. But I feel like. Are we still doing it? We know when it comes to young adults, I'm not sure.
1: Um, I don't know. I think it's, we went through the whole natural hair movement now. So I think it's a lot more common um, not to perm your hair, or at least if you do, hopefully waiting a little bit later in life. So that way it's like, you want to do this for yourself myself. type of thing. Um, this is something you want to do. So I think it kind of depends now, but I don't hear as much about it.
0: Um, no. Although I do, I definitely think relaxing is coming back. I feel a lot of women are like, actually, I'd like that it gives me some kind of ease. My hair's straight up. I see that a lot like TikTok, which is
1: completely, I mean, my hair is always in braids because I don't like doing my hair. Um, It's my (laughs) least favorite thing to do. So yeah, I completely, I support everyone doing that. I think it's just a matter of figuring out what works for you now.
0: I have to go back actually because you said I don't wear lipstick you were like very adamant (laughs) I need to know why because you have got a gorgeous pair of lips (laughs) you know I love your smile what is it are you trying is it just not for you is it bad memories of when you had to wear it
1: it's just not for me I don't think it's ever been I remember like in high school with my dance instructor when she would like Like, okay, so for this routine, we're going to do this. And I was like, please, can you let us wear lip gloss, like, one time? Like, I want to just wear lip gloss on stage once. And she did indulge me one time and let us wear lip gloss, which was, like, the best day ever. Um, But, yeah, it just, like, it's never been something that – I think I like the shine of lip gloss. I think that might be, like, what it is. And then now there's so many options with colored lip glosses um, that if I want that flush of color, I have options or – I'm one too. I'll take the lipstick and just dab it on lightly, um, yeah. and then put the gloss on top. So that's the it reason. It sounds I
0: like help. you're so the most authentic version of being natural. You just don't seem like you're into just doing lots. But am I wrong? Is there something about you? Are you excessive when it comes to body care? Perhaps, like
1: I think body care. I mean. I lotion and then I put on my steroid eczema cream, which I'm trying to wean myself off of. <laughs> um, so using it sparingly, but I think for me it's just easier um, and just the look I enjoy the most. Like I don't know, maybe it's being from Florida. I'm not walking around with a full face all the time. It's gonna swell off. Like it's just not. It's just not gonna be. It. I'm used to looking really shiny. Like so. That's just kind of the look I stick with. The one thing I do do is my eyebrows. I do my eyebrows every morning. I've never had them like done with like going somewhere and like threading them or waxing them or something. But I do put on boy brow and brow flick every morning and like draw on the little hairs. I think my detail moment, like even I just woke up and I was like, got to wake up early enough to put on eyebrows, so- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I funny. think that's like that's like my my one thing.
0: I feel like you were the Glossier girl then before Glossier was a thing, it sounds like. Oh
1: yeah. I was like the girl who used I started using Glossier when I was like 14, like core customer, like <laughs> <laughs> definitely like target audience. I don't use a lot of their products now, but except for the boy brown brow flick, I will vouch for those that Me combo. Too especially brow flick. I think there's a lot of boy brow imitations now. So you can go get whichever one you like or whichever one is close by, but there's not a lot of things like brow flick. And that's what really lets me like make the eyebrows that I want. Um, So I'll typically really stick to brow flick and then whatever eyebrow gel kind of
0: on top of that. It's so good. And if I learned from a makeup artist, if you store it upside down, it just lasts forever. Yeah. It's because I used to think it's drying out. No. I was completely wrong.
1: Yeah, it's one of my one of my favorite products. I've
0: used it since it came out. Okay. So buying Glossier at 14, <laughs> working for summer Fridays right now. Remind me what you studied again, because I love the title of your oh, degree. Yeah,
1: I studied the business of beauty and fragrance in, in college. So I <laughs>
0: love it. So yeah, what took you? Was there some was there a common thread? throughout your studies life, um, Um, throughout your school life that would lead you there?
1: um, I'm not sure. I think a lot of it is more of like a following your gut instinct type of thing. I remember for the longest I wanted to go to college in New York. I like that was like my dream. And my parents are both immigrants. So, of course, it needed to be an Ivy League college. So the only Ivy League college in the city is Columbia. So Columbia, by default, was the dream school. I ended up going, my aunt and my uncle and my grandma all live in New York. So I had been going there for so long. And I really just idolized the entire city, my entire childhood. And finally made out to Columbia for a tour, fell asleep during the presentation. (laughs) Um, And then my mom and I ended up leaving the tour like halfway through. Like it was, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was an experience. So then the next day we decided to go see NYU because I was like, this is, I think you just walk into a place and you know whether it's for you or not for you. And I was like, this is not it. Went to NYU, loved it. Um, so I was like, okay, NYU, new dream school. <laughs> Cause it's in New York at this time. I had never even heard of Parsons or FIT or any of those things. I didn't know anything about art schools or fashion schools. So I was only looking at traditional colleges and then applying And then I think I want to study also, I was going to study journalism in school. So that's what I was looking into journalism programs. Um, Because that's what I did in high school. I went to a journalism program, like magnet school for high school. So I was editor-in-chief of like the yearbook and the newspaper and all the things. I want to work in like beauty and fashion magazines and that whole thing. But of course, then at the same time, all of those outlets were kind of dying down so it was kind of that just position, but yeah. And then my senior year, I was my junior year. I was getting re- of high school. I was getting ready to take over the school newspaper and the yearbook at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so the previous newspaper or yearbook editor-in-chief, I don't remember which one, was going to SCAD and she was training me. And I was like, oh, like, where are you going to school at all? We were spending like so much time together and we, trying to figure out how this whole thing works. Um, and we were the type of journalism high school that like we competed in these things. Everything was like submitted for like awards. So it was like very, I had to know what I was doing. Wow. She was like, oh, I'm going to this school called SCAD and I had never heard of it. Um, And I was like, what is that? And she like, explained it to me and she said she was going to study animation. And I was like, you can do that? Like, that's like an option? Like. <laughs> it was crazy. And she was like, yeah, just like, um, you put in your email and they send you like, I call it the big book, but I think it's called like a, 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 the proper name is like a catalog. yeah. Yeah. Um, and it has like every major in it all about the school, like all these things. So, you know, I signed up for the email, got the catalog book sent to me, came in, it was like this big, huge. And it like changed my life. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is the coolest thing ever. I need to check this out. I ended up applying because I remember the application fee to apply being really inexpensive. Like it was like $40, which compared to like all the other schools, it's like over a hundred dollars to apply.
0: So you have to apply. You have to pay to
1: apply. Yeah, you have to pay to apply to college, all the colleges. It's so like, if you want to apply to wow. 10 colleges, you need to set aside like $1,000 to apply to 10 colleges. Um,
0: America is... <laughs> So
1: yeah, that's like, you have to like budget that in. Um, if you meet, I think like a certain household and like, if you don't meet a certain household income, I think you can get a discount or get it waived and things like that. But I never qualified for those types of things. So my mom literally like had to pay for every college application that I did. Um, so yes, if you want to go to school in America, just keep that in mind. Um so I only applied, I think, to four schools because, yeah, I applied because I remember the application being super easy and they were like, it only takes 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, 10 minutes, $40, like I can do this. Um, and I applied and the way it works is it takes 10 minutes because after you do it, you get an admissions advisor who walks you through the rest of the process of submitting a portfolio and submitting your transcripts and all the other things they need to make a decision, a final decision. and. I did all of that ended up getting accepted and my mom was like well we've never even been to this school wasn't sure if we were ready mm. to like commit to it or anything like that um and I had got accepted to a few other schools as well so and you know, where is
0: it sorry just because I know yeah. you, were, you were hooked on New York but where where is SCAD? It's in Georgia Very Savannah, different. Georgia.
1: Then. Savannah Georgia um so SCAD stands for Savannah College of Art and Design um So November of my senior year of high school, we went to Georgia, um, which is like very late in the, you know, I was already done with applications, like just waiting for acceptance letters. So I'm still visiting schools at this point because SCAD's on my radar. We take the road trip. It's a six-hour drive from Miami and go for SCAD day, which is like their big orientation day that they throw every, I think, almost once a month or a couple times a year um, that I now used to work at, but yeah. And SCAD day was one thing SCAD knows how to do is throw a, throw an event. So, uh, <laughs> SCAD day was incredible. And I was like, this is, it was just gut thing. Again. I was like, it was the complete opposite feeling I had at Columbia. It was like, this is it. Like, there's nowhere else to go. It's six hours from home you know i can go to new york after i graduate this is like a really it was a really good in between um i was also graduating high school at 17 so i think 17 going to new york on your own um type of thing georgia was a really good middle step mm-hmm. for me um even now i graduated college i literally just turned 21 so all of this was really young so i think georgia was perfect at the time and the only problem was
0: how are we going to pay for it? So there wasn't any, because, you know, I'm English and I'm, whenever I see American shows, it's like, have you saved for their college? It's like a yes. big thing. So
1: <laughs> the big thing is if I went to school in Florida, my tuition would be paid for through like a Florida program where basically it's called Bright Futures. If you have a certain GPA, you do a certain number of service hours, you get like free tuition at public schools. Any, like at the public schools in Florida, the public colleges. SCAD, however, was a private school and tuition was 37 grand a year. <laughs> oh, for anyone not in here. <laughs> that's how much. And that is cheaper than like an Ivy in, to go like can in imagine, yeah. yeah. Cause I have like a friend, for example, who went to like Stanford. So I was like, mom, we like we can't for, like we can wanna go here. Like I can wanna go there as well as not, but it's just not gonna happen. And she was like, let's just pay the enrollment fee. There's also an enrollment fee, like you have to pay an admissions fee, and then you have to pay <laughs> an enrollment fee to decide that you want to go there. She was like, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna do it. And I was like, Why would we do that? We don't know what, what's gonna happen. She's like, she was like, I feel it in my gut. We paid the enrollment fee. My mom's super religious. She like fasted, I think, over a month and then. The last day when she broke her fast, SCAD called me the next day that I had a full tuition scholarship. And that's how. You made me cry. (laughs) 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 And so at the time, through all of this, I still didn't know that working in beauty was like an option. I knew I really loved good marketing and good creative. At the time, I don't even think I knew it was marketing. I was like, I was like, I'm going to go study advertising and branding because like, that's what I saw like in the space. I was like, I remember like, I love Glossy's Instagram. I love the aesthetic. I love that. Like, so that's kind of the only thing I knew. Mm -hmm. And after going to SCAD, getting there my first day, freshman year, I get there and they say, first day, freshman year, we have three new majors. And one of them is the business of
0: beauty and fragrance. (laughs) And so you hadn't chosen your major at that point. You no, I hadn't chosen
1: my major. I just committed to SCAD solely based on the fact that I felt like that was the school I was supposed to go to. But I hadn't narrowed down precisely what I was actually going to do. They announced that new major. Me, as a freshman, I was like, well, there it is. Like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I remember meeting with Professor Moore, who's the head of the beauty program at SCAD, a Black woman. Um one of the only black professors I would ever have during my time at college. So I, she was like taking meetings in her office because obviously to convince people to sign up for something that had never been done. You know, mm-hmm. people have a lot of questions and
0: yeah.
1: what's gonna happen in four years if this doesn't work, or you know, I met with her and I left that meeting and I declared that as my major, having never taken a beauty class or anything. Again, just kind of like, wow. yeah, this feels like what I came here for. Like it didn't exist when I Committed here, but like, this is why I'm here.
0: It's made for you. It's like,
1: yeah. And so that's what happened. And I stayed in the beauty program for the last four years, learning everything there is to know about the industry, interning at, oh my gosh, so many different places. And I just graduated. So,
0: yeah. I know. Congrats. (laughs) I just love seeing all the pictures and stuff. But before we move on to what you're doing now, I just wanted to be nosy and because I love how you're giving me a real insight into life at, you know, college, we say university, you say college. I just find it fascinating. And, you know, you'd said when you went into Columbia, you know, this, this school that was going to be the one you just felt a certain way. Can you elaborate? Tell me what you felt because my mind can go many different places. You know, the obvious one is, you know, racism, et cetera. So, but just break it down for me.
1: My when my mom tells this story, she describes it as like the Stepford Wives, I think is the like the movie. (laughs) And I've I've never seen that movie. Um,
0: I haven't, but but I know like robotic housewife type. Yeah,
1: she and she uses that to say that she just felt like, I mean, I feel like so much has changed with colleges in the past Like while I was in college, like it would like has changed. But back, you know, six, seven years ago when I was looking at schools, she just felt like it wasn't very personalized. Like everybody was very much the same type of person. I and I just it didn't feel as as welcoming. I remember specifically the lady saying, like, oh, we have a book list and it's the type of books that you'll discuss at your dinner parties. And Da-da-da-da. And I, I was like, I don't go to dinner parties. Like neither does it just wasn't like, it wasn't the lifestyle that I had grown up in. Um, and so we were just like confused and like very much. Um, I remember them saying like, everybody does the same thing for the last, for the first two years, like for your foundations and your this. And I was like, well, what if I don't want to do the same thing as everybody else? Um, so, and it could have been just, whatever tour guide I got or whichever, but um, I know now they're now things are, now you can like create your own major at a lot of schools and so many things. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, it didn't feel like the right environment, I think is the right way to put it for me at the time. So um, yeah, I decided to, to forgo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's bring it forward. What year of study were you in when you were when you started your Instagram Brown Girl Hands?
1: I was in between my sophomore and my junior year.
0: So what's that because we didn't I'm trying to work out. Is that first and
1: second year? Second and third.
0: Right. Okay. In between second and third. <laughs> I'm sure you've have spoken about it before, but for anyone that is so new to you on this episode the day you decided to launch Brown Girl Hands, what was behind that move?
1: Yeah, I remember reading an article from Jessica DeFinio and it was called, Where Are All the Brown Hands? And I was so confused because she mentioned like scrolling back years in some nail polish brands, specifically Instagram pages to find a hand of color. And I was like, at the time I had done hand modeling like for photography students at school Um, because that's kind of how it works we all kind of help each other so like you'll model for the photography students and when you need a photographer for a project they'll shoot your project and all those things and so I had done a few like hand modeling things already and so I was like if the students at college can find people to hand model I'm confused as to why brands cannot And, yeah, it was also, I think, just out of needing probably a creative outlet. And because it was June 2020, I was at home by myself. My mom oversees a hospital and a nursing home and all of the COVID testing sites for my county. So my mom was, like, gone for 12 hours a day. Like, it was crazy time. I'm an only child. So I had come back home because it was covid it's just me at home, like
0: watching Netflix, like every
1: day. It was the summer.
0: <laughs> it got so tired, didn't it, after all? <laughs> yeah,
1: and I couldn't go see anybody because my mom was so high risk that, like, I could have had COVID at any time. She was getting tested, I think, like every few days. So I didn't go out. I didn't see anybody. I was like, so I think it was one of those things. Where I was like, I have all these photos from these hand shoots that I've done with these students, like, I'm just going to like create a mood board about it. Like the, I, I mean, at the time in my brain, i was just like, it's just a mood board, like something creative, something for me to do, something for me to like keep up with. And that's what I did. I just like posted nine photos. I like laid them out. I was like, Oh, my mood board. So cute. Um, and called it Brown girl hands.
0: I love that. It came, it was like something for you because. Yeah. I feel like you would have had no clue that it became something for everybody else.
1: No. At the time I was like, yeah, this is going to be my, my mood board page. Like so nice. Um, and then I woke up the next day and I had like 200 followers and I was like, how did people find me? Like, I'm so confused. Like yeah. I didn't know hashtags actually worked. Like, um, cause I think I put a few hashtags, like hashtag nails, like hashtag hands, whatever. And I was like, how did 200 people find me? overnight?" I remember calling my mom and she was at work. And she was like, what do you mean you launched an Instagram and it has 200 followers? And then like, my mom is like not on social media at all. And so I remember her going to her, like her coworker. She was like, yeah, look at it. It's brown girl hands on Instagram. And they were like having to look. <laughs> uh, that's still how she finds out most of the stuff I post. She was like, yeah, like blank lady at work told me about your new post. <laughs> but, or I sent her like screenshots. But um yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And I think like three days in, like it got featured by like dazed and I was like so confused. And at the time I didn't even have my name on it. Like I think the bio was like black girl from Miami who likes hand photos.
0: Yes, so, I remember finding it so annoying because
1: yeah. I was like, she's not I like, I literally I be, like I was like literally thought it was just gonna be like my little like mood board, like it was just gonna be what I, what it was. And I was like, oh, like. This is like a real thing now, like, and then people started featuring me. I think also the timing was really on par. People were like looking for ways to like cover all these things. Like they're like, yes, we champion people of
0: color, and it so. Oh, so let's let's tell the audience what you're talking about, though, because obviously in yeah. our minds, June 2020 is always going to be burn yeah. um, George Floyd. Yes. Was murdered, and so what you're insinuating is that a lot of people are like, oh my god, we should really write about black people right now. And yeah, this it go, cool.
1: yeah, it was during that time where everyone was like, oh my gosh, black squares, and they were all posting like support these black-owned beauty brands. And it was like the same twenty brands that we all know.
0: We <laughs> couldn't find anymore.
1: <laughs> um, and it was during that time, so I think it was also just like they're like, yes, this is a good story to cover, like let's talk about this because a lot of those early interviews weren't even like over the phone or anything it was like just email questions like here you go like
0: type of thing my worst kind of interview. <laughs> I hate that if anyone ever says "Can you just email questions over I'm just like I'm not gonna get you yeah <laughs> you
1: know? so yeah it was um and I think it I had like a thousand followers like that first week or something like that and I was like, cool, I just keep posting like cute photos and I had nothing else to do. So like, I was like, people are like, where do you shoot your photos? Like outside on the wall, like. <laughs> so I was like outside my house, like taking these photos that like, I would get up early because I wanted like golden hour lighting and all these things. And I remember like the moms in my neighborhood who would like do their like morning power walk would be be watching me like every morning. And then one morning, one of them finally asked me like what I was doing, like, <laughs> Why are you doing? Yeah, she was like, <laughs> like, we have like a theory. Like, are you like a blogger or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like really funny because I would see them every morning um, on their little power walk, which was nice. But yeah, that's that's still how it is. I have like a stack of colored paper, and I tape them to a wall, either inside or outside. I now do it in the courtyard in my apartment complex and a guy was like reading a book out there the other day and just staring at me but he didn't ask me questions so I just kept going um yeah and I hang up my colored paper that matches the product and I shoot with natural sunlight I don't have any like lights or anything and that's how I that's how I get it done so
0: yeah (laughs) I feel like you know when you look back at things it almost seems like so I think when we first started talking, I said, you launched your Instagram at this pivotal part of history, George Floyd, but yeah. you didn't do that intentionally. You were doing it as a, you know, an outlet for yourself. Did yeah. you start to feel almost like you needed to do it for more of a reason now?
1: Yeah. I think it means so much to people now and to see the impact it's and the brands that we've worked with. Um, I think it's just become a part of like my, what I do in my, my day to day. So it's been truly great. I think the messages I get from people and a lot of people at school are like, I, you you know, like what you're doing, like inspires me to do whatever they're doing in their avenue of the art, design, creative field. So, yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been great.
0: (laughs) It is good to see, because I think recently on TikTok, I've forgotten her name but I found a 3D designer that happens to be black and I was just like it's so you get used to things it's like you didn't question where were brown girl hands until you read something and then you look do you know what I mean it's like you can become so accustomed to not seeing things so when you do it's like yes you just want to support because you could be inspiring you know the next brown girl hands or something very different you know, you're in a new role. You're in a new city. You're only 21. You've got so much ahead of you. Yeah. And you've already done so much. Let's be real about it. But too much. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to right now in life? Like, what are you loving? Um, what are you looking forward to?
1: Right now, I'm looking forward to my couch arriving. Um, to my apartment. <laughs> so that I have a couch to sit on. But other than that. <laughs> Um, because it's delayed because supply chain um yeah so that's the answer
0: for everything these days (laughs) isn't it supply chain issues
1: but yeah I'm really looking forward to resting um before I decided what job I was gonna go with people were like oh where are you going and I was like oh I don't know what are you doing after graduation I was like taking a nap um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think that's I'm most looking forward to just like I love going to my Pilates and I go to boxing on Saturdays and I have time to like bake actual food, um, which is a luxury in itself to have time to make food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's what kind of I'm at right now. Um, just taking things a little bit slower, obviously still working on brown girl hands and all those things, but everything isn't as urgent, I think, as it normally is.
0: (laughs) So final question. When do you feel just the most you, like, this is me in my element?
1: I think maybe when I'm just, like, in community with, like, other like-minded people. Like, for example, I had the opportunity to go to dinner last night with a friend of a friend. So grateful to all my friends who have connected me with their friends that are out here so that I can have friends. Um, but so I I met up with a new friend and just to talk about our experiences and all these things I'm like wow like this is so great to talk to people who get it
0: so that was Hannah Harris I thought she was so much fun and just a really informative guest especially when it came to that whole American education part I don't know about you but I can't get over how expensive it is I do have a lot of American listeners so if you guys want to give me more information about your experiences at college whether it's the finance or just feeling seen as hannah mentioned i'd love to know more i'm sure if you're in the uk it might have been a bit more eye-opening for you just all those different amounts for different things and there's no guarantee that you're going to get into that um university so I actually feel this was a good insight into American college life. It's often something that we only pretty much see on TV. And I'm just glad that I got Hannah on right now because I feel like she's already achieved so much. She's bound to create some bigger waves in the future in the beauty industry. So don't forget to check out Brown Girl Hands on Instagram and you can follow Hannah's personal journey at underscore. Thanks so much for listening. It really means so much to me when people check in with me and tell me how much they love the guest. I've had a really good response to the last two episodes that were both with creators, Gina Knight and Ashley Nelson of Restroom Rituals. I love seeing your DMs. Please keep tagging me when you're listening. Let me know what you think. Send me a DM at Beauty me Podcast, And do please rate and review the show anywhere you choose to listen. It really helps a lot. I'll see you next time.